This podcast is part of the No Phony Podcast Network, the home of independent awesomeness. Did the sequels of the 1980s improve upon films from that decade? Find out in our next episode, which is going to be better than this one. Once again, it's time for the idiots. An objective defense of the 80s. From a couple of idiots. Welcome back to another episode of The Idiots, an objective defense of 1980s pop culture from a couple of idiots. My name is Will, and joining me as always is my friend and co-host, Ray. Hey, you guys. Oh, I just watched that with the, with, uh, the kids, uh, and my older daughter hadn't seen it in years, so she didn't remember it very well, and my youngest had never seen it yet. Oh, that's that's awesome. Of course, my wife and I loved it more than than either of them. <laughs> You know, but um, but we all had a good time. Of course, we're talking about the Goonies. Mm-hmm. And as I was watching it, I couldn't help but be continuing to think that was it a dream, or are they really coming out with a TV show that's like where kids try to reenact the Goonies, <laughs> and it's like a series or something, right? It's like a drama. Yeah, they're they're talking about it. That's a real thing. You didn't dream that. All right. So today on the show, we're going to be talking about sequels to 1980s films. Sequels we wish we got. Mm-hmm. Some of which we were promised, and they never delivered. Sequels that were, that's how I described it. Okay. How Ray described it. This is, I'm, Ray's going to take over in a minute here, tell you. And some sequels that were better than the originals, because you know there's always room for improvement. But the '80s mm-hmm. improved on the '80s movie. Yeah. Before we find out all about that and talk about sequels, let's get caught up on '80s news. Hey, in 80s news this week, and of course there's tons of 80s news, we have learned just a few days ago that this holiday season we're going to be getting a Gremlins-themed advent calendar with 31 mini toys inside. The Pop Insider has announced that we're getting an upcoming advent calendar from Jack's Pacific. I understood about half the words in that sentence. But uh, as I mentioned, the, the Gremlins Countdown Calendar will feature 31 different slots, meant to be opened, of course, you know, and Countdown to Christmas, if that's the holiday you celebrate. Each figure is going to stand an inch tall. Actually, oh, this ties in nicely to our conversation today, Ray. And this, this article mm-hmm. I'm reading from bloodydisgusting.com says the coolest of all the figures inside the Countdown Calendar are based on Gremlins and Gremlins 2, the new batch, which, of course, is the sequel, including... Everyone from Gizmo to Lightning Gremlin. <laughs> I'm thinking Lightning Gremlin might be in the sequel, because I don't remember Lightning Gremlin. Could be. Hey, my kids are into it. Well, my youngest is into Advent Calendars. She's not into Gremlins yet. We talked last week that, you, you know, you turned your yeah. kids on to Gremlins years ago. Yeah, my kids love that. I might have to get that. You'd be cool if they had the, you know, the Gizmo in there. Like, if they could work it out technologically, if you get it wet, <laughs> something happens. Mm. Yeah, if they could figure out a way so that when it got wet, like the shrinky dinks or whatever those were, it just started yeah. growing. Oh yeah, something just bubbling up, just enough to scare the kid, kid for a few yeah. minutes, just to scare him. Terrified even for sh- shortly. Yeah. All right. Hey, in other eighties news, and this comes to us from Deadline. There is a new untitled dance movie taking shape at Lionsgate, set in the nineteen nineties, and starring and executive produced by Jennifer Grey. Now we don't know what this movie's about. I'm going to guess it's about dancing. It's about dancing. We know that much, and we know Jennifer Grey. Anything coming to mind? Hmm. 
I sure hope it's her and she's now like a dance instructor or owns the camp or something. Hmm. Yeah, they bring in a whole bunch of new stars okay. and they all dirt they all do the dirty dancing out in the woods like they did in the first one. I just realized this is another news story that is kind of on point for us because the rumblings mm-hmm. are that this may be some sort of new dirty dancing movie as you're suggesting, but it can't be a sequel though, right? Because why can't it? Well, be? let's do the math here. And dirty dancing set like in the fifties, right? Like let's just I think say it's the sixties. All right. Let's say the sixties, given the benefit of that sixties, which was, was that 60 years ago now? I think so. Yeah. 60 years ago. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, 60 yeah. years ago was 1960 this year. So Jennifer Grey is like what in the movie? 18? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. So she'd be 78 years old. You're doing the math (laughs) wrong. You let me go this far knowing that. (laughs) You let me go to 2020. All right, you're right. You're right. You caught me. So yeah, it's set in the 90s. Right. From the 60s. So it's 30 years after. So she'd be in her, she'd be the age she is now, which is in her, what, probably early 50s. Sounds about right. So that's got to be what it is. I would assume so. Were, Were you a huge fan of, or a fan of, of Dirty Dancing? Uh, it's got Patrick Swayze, so yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. I, it's my wife's favorite movie, so I've Is seen it a right? bunch of times. Oh, yeah. That thing's on, like, all the time. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was it was fine, but you're right. My, my wife loves that movie, too. Uh, I see in Deadline points out that Dirty Dancing, the original film, of course, was the first movie to sell over one million copies on home video and yielded two multi-platinum soundtrack albums. So you could see why they would want to do uh, an update, including uh, Jennifer Grey. Now, of course, in 2004, Lionsgate did make a sequel, Dirty Dancing Havana Nights, but I had forgotten about that till I just read that just now. <laughs> We're not even going to count that right? one. I mean, and it, it said it starred Diego Luna, we like Diego Luna, January Jones, John Slattery, Celia Ward, had a number of folks in here that we like, but not Jennifer Grey, so... Mm-mm. Mm. I don't know how you recapture the magic without Patrick Swayze, you know, going all roadhouse on somebody. Yeah. He doesn't do that. <laughs> I don't know. Does he do that? I know he threatened somebody in the movie, I remember. He's just ah. he's just cool. Yeah, he was cool. He was a d- good dude, too. Cool and a good dude. And in our final bit of 80s news, this is pretty cool. I like this. We learned uh, just this past week from John Cryer, of all people, we learned so many things about the original Back to the Future movie, including that John Cryer was one of the many actors, you know, up-and-coming actors at the time, who auditioned to play Marty McFly. I think that's interesting. Of course, I can't imagine anybody else but Michael J. Fox playing him, but John Cryer might be the one other person that could have pulled it off. I don't know. That's a tough call there. Among the other actors were uh, Ben Stiller and Eric Stoltz, who we know had the job, Mm -hmm. but then was let go because they decided he didn't have the the vibe they were looking for. The, yeah. And and uh, C. Thomas Howell. Oh, and C. Thomas Howell, right. It's hard to imagine anybody replacing Michael J. Fox, but... Yep. So John Cryer on Twitter shared a number of different things that were in the original script as he uh, had it, I guess that it was shared with him, when, I guess maybe during the audition process. And there's so many, you got to find this Twitter thread that John Cryer went on. But one of the interesting things he shared was that the time machine originally wasn't a DeLorean, it was just a time machine. So I guess it's, you know, anything you might have seen in uh, some kind of George, uh, George, George. Are you thinking of H.G. Wells? Yes. Is that who you're trying to come yes. up with? I got to the G and it became George. Yeah. Came to, turned into George Orwell or. Yeah, that's what I did. George Orwell, right? Yeah. H. George Orwell. 
Uh, so yeah, I, I guess it would be like a time machine more like out of, you know, one of his books or the films that were adapted from those stories. But no, it was just, he says, so he says, yeah, time machine. But the most interesting thing about it was that he said it needed nuclear fission and a secret ingredient that turned out to be, dun, 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 Coca-Cola. Now, what he does not say, but it's got to be that Coca-Cola was going to pay them some kind of ridiculous amount of money to do that, I would think. I assumed it was in there with the hopes mm-hmm. that they would just hold them over a barrel and say, if you don't do it, then we're going to have it be Pepsi. Because <laughs> at that time, Pepsi was, you know, ruling the marketplace, yeah. so to speak. And Coke could have used that, would have would have done a lot for them. Yeah, you're right. You're talking about the Cola Wars at the time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they could have said, hey, if you're not going to do it, if neither of you are going to do it, we're going to McDonald's and we'll just stuff this thing full of Big Macs. <laughs> yeah, That'll yeah. power it. Our happy meal. And there's another bit, another interesting thing that happens in the script that seemed surprisingly familiar to Ray and me as we learned about it. But he does wind up in a nuclear test site at some point, which is exquisitely detailed, as John Cryer points out, with suburban houses and mannequins to simulate the effects of the atomic explosion. If you recall, this is Marty now back in time, right? He gets the time machine in place. Just as the atom bomb's about to get off, he's reaching for the Coca-Cola. The countdown's at 10, 9, 8. When he slips and drops the bottle, it shatters. Now he's all out of Coke. Now he panics. Of course, he thinks, I'll find a Coke in the refrigerator. It's a 1950s home. Everybody's got a Coke. No Coke. But he gets the idea to survive the nuclear explosion by hiding, of course, in the refrigerator, which John points out, as you know, you said to me, this sounds really familiar. Well, that's because he liked the idea so much that they saved it in the back of their head until uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull came out and the bestest actor ever climbed inside a fridge and got mm. chucked through the air. Yeah. And I'm completely fine with it. Mm. You know, we so you're talking about Spielberg who produced Back to the Future and yep. produced and directed Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, the, the final, the last uh, Indiana Jones film. Held on to that idea. He must have. He did. Now, we talked in the past before, though. You and I both got to that scene originally. We're like, all right, that's it. I'm out. This movie's terrible. Now you like that moment, though, I guess. I like the whole movie now. Mm. But I had to go back and think about it. Um, All the things in Raiders that are completely crazy. You know, the arc shooting lightning and melting Nazi faces. Yeah. Uh, The dude with the goblet in Last Crusade who's been there for like, oh yeah, I don't know, however long. He's like a ghost dude. Yes, I'm not sure. Living in a cave. Yeah, I'm like, well, all right, fine. Mm. And Temple, you know, Kalima can rip people's hearts out and they're still alive. Yeah. So after I thought about it and I I looked at all those different things, I said, I'll allow it. I guess better in Indiana Jones, the Crystal Skull, than in Back to the Future. Mm -hmm. Because Back to the Future is otherwise the perfect film that upon first viewing, I thought, this is a great movie. It didn't take me five viewings <laughs> and some, and some, and the thought exercise that you did thinking yeah. back. Whatever it takes to get there, I'm willing to do. All right. So, hey, well, the, somehow we teased a number of different sequels just in the news there, but that's it for 80s news. Dun, 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 dun. Before I forget, see, I did forget already. Mm-hmm. Like, rate, review, subscribe to the, to the podcast, wherever you're listening to it. Go to our Facebook page, follow us. Mm-hmm. I'd encourage you to nominate us for podcast of the year, but that's done. If you didn't do it already, you blew it, okay? So now you only have yourself mm-hmm. to blame if the show is shut down in a week. Because <laughs> you find out in August 8th. Mm-hmm. 
So today we're going to be talking about sequels from the 1980s that were sequels of 1980s. And we want to give a special thanks to everyone on Facebook who commented with uh, a sequel, uh, including Nathan Wallace, Marie Smith, Marcus Reeder, Kyle Palladino, and Michelle Gonzalez. I see that many of the movies that you suggested or mentioned they uh, made their way onto uh, one of Ray's lists here. Okay, so how do we how do we do this? Well, we're going to talk about some stuff here. All right. Well, hey, I'm just going to so sit I'm back. Ta- yeah, you sit back and relax. Very good. And I'm going to see if I can. Oh, he's sitting forward now, guys. He's shifting. I got to sit up so I can see the paper. Otherwise, I'll fall asleep and just use it as a pillow. That's some soft paper. It is. I wrote it on toilet paper. <laughs> Where he does all of his work. <laughs> just like Fonzie. <laughs> you share the same yeah. office there. I used to have an apartment above a garage, just like Fonzie. There you have a lot in common with Fonzie. And you're starting to get like a Fonzie kind of hairstyle now that I... I haven't had a haircut since March mm. something, so. Mm. So we're going to start this off with the top five 80s movies that needed a sequel. Okay. Which five do you think on that list yeah. I think need a sequel? Mm, all right. Okay. 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 <laughs> That's good. All right. See now, and part of this is me playing off of knowing what we're, how we're similar and how we're different. So that's hard. I got, I got five already, but I think there's probably, I'm probably missing some. Well, I would, I would just start with the the obvious ones. Mm. Start with the no, no brainers. Okay. And then I guess we should clarify this. We wished there was a sequel back in the eighties, right? We're not talking to it now. Not now. Not now. We wanted a sequel in the eighties to these movies. Time has passed. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say the first obvious one to me is Big Trouble in Little China. Correct. All right. Now, the reason that that needed a sequel is Kurt Russell. Right. Is an amazing actor. Yeah. And it was directed by uh, John Carpenter. Yes. One of their many collaborations. The unfortunate side to the reason I think this never got a uh, sequel the budget was $25 million, The box office was 11 Ooh, really? Yeah. That's surprising. This tanked at the box office. I'm surprised because it loved it. That's a fantastic movie. It's a classic now. Yeah. And as you know, they teased the sequel. They always do that to I us. I mean, the ending of that one, he's back in the, Jack Burton is back in the Pork Chop Express. The camera pulls back. It's just the cab of his, you know, truck. And you see this interdimensional monster or whatever it is, this creature from hell or something, has hitched a ride on the back of his cab. That's the last image we see. So as a kid, I remember thinking, oh, wait till Jack gets a hold of that thing. This is going to be such a good sequel. Never got it. Never happened. Now, you know they're supposed to be doing a sequel now with The Rock starring and producing in it. The last I had read about this was a few years ago, and it was kind of in you know development uh, hell, as they say. It just sort of stalled out. Originally, you thought it was going to be a remake, but the producers and the writers clarified, nope, is it going to be a sequel? There may be even an old Kurt Russell in it, handing the down, you know, passing the torch to Kurt, mm. uh, The Rock. To The Rock? Yeah. I, I don't know if I like that casting. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm a fan. Yeah, it's too, it, it's too late. He, Kurt, yeah. it's got to be Kurt or nobody else. Yep. All right, so, so where, where are you going right, from there? Okay, so let's see, let's see. The next easiest one, hmm, uh, I'll say Willow. Yes. Oh, right. Because you know I'm a huge George Lucas fan. Yes. And it was directed by Ron Howard. Right. And that thing made $138 million. There is absolutely no reason that that movie should not have had a sequel when Val Kilmer was at his prime. Right. Oh, I loved that movie. I loved Val Kilmer. And it's a fantasy adventure. It's one of those 
films that has, you know, among every other type of film and media like this, has Gary Gygax and, you know, Ernie Gygax's family to thank for the origins of this, you know. Absolutely boggles the mind that they couldn't make this thing into a, a series or at least a trilogy. You know, you could almost, and I, and I always said we don't want it today, but you could almost take Warwick Davis as an older now Willow character. You could have another adventure. I guess his kid and that, that baby that they were saving is now an adult or, you know, probably in his 40s or whatever now. Yeah. Have you seen Val Kilmer lately, though? I didn't say Val Kilmer. I said Warwick Davis. Oh. Yeah, Val Kilmer. Well, look, he's going to be in the new Top Gun movie, supposedly, so he, maybe he did a few sit-ups. And, uh, <laughs> God, I hope so. I, I never thought the day would come when we said... Warwick Davis would be in better shape than <laughs> oh. Val Kilmer. <laughs> yes. Is that not crazy? Oh my gosh. Yes. Just true. But War, you know, Warwick Davis, he, I, I love that guy. He is funny and so self-aware. It's, you know, he's awesome. I think he'd be great in a, in a sequel today. Maybe, maybe if you get George involved, I guess, in Ron Howard. Of course, George has to be involved because he's, he's amazing. He'd be busy saving Star Wars though in a, in a few weeks. I hope so. <laughs> All right, so you, you got two of them. All right, this is getting harder now. See, now, because there's a bunch of films on here that I know that you like, but what would you want a sequel uh, on? Like, I'm, yeah. Look, I know you love See, the Goonies. I know. No, I gave Will a list. Yeah. And I threw some on there just to throw them off mm. the track. Yeah. And I know, I think I could sense the ones you threw on here just to get to trick me up. I'm going to get, okay. The Gate is not one. You like The Gate. I think there was mm-hmm. even a Gate sequel, actually, wasn't there? There was a Gate 2, I think. I think that's a red herring on there. Gate, I'm saying mm. no. Um, hmm. But most of the other movies on here, I know you like and you... All right, I'm just going to pick one. I'm going to say, well, Buckaroo Banzai. That's another easy one. Absolutely. And you know why? Because they teased it at the yes, end right. that there was going to be a, a sequel. Yeah, it was like uh, Buckaroo, Buckaroo Will Return or something like that. Yeah. Unfortunately, it suffers yeah. from the same trauma that Big Trouble suffered from. Oh yeah, spent mm. seventeen million, made six. Wow, you know I could see that more. Big trouble. I mean, you had Carpenter and Russell together for it must have been the second or third time by then. All right, Escape came out before that. I'm pretty sure the Thing definitely mm-hmm. came out before that. Yep, they had a yeah, track record. Came out, so I'm surprised mm-hmm. that. But Buckaroo Banzai at the time, nobody knew who Peter Weller was or no. Yeah, that's before RoboCop. That's that's disappointing. And it, it be, I'm sure it became a cult classic, you know, on rental. That's when I saw it the most, yeah. was renting it with my friends. So you you got three out of, you're three for three right. so far. This here. is super hard now. Again, uh, most of these films on here I know you love. There's ones I could definitely cross out, I think. E.T., I'm sure you like E.T., but I don't think you were craving any sequel. Let's see. Like I said, The Gate, I don't think, uh, you like The Gate, I don't think you're too worried about The Gate. Beetlejuice, I think you like Beetlejuice probably just fine, but sequel probably no. Uh oh, uh oh, he's looking like my, it's my final answer. Uh, I'll say final no. answer, not Beetlejuice. Um, Red Dawn, you can't have a sequel to Red Dawn. There's no Red Dawn sequel. I'm take that one out. All right, I'm gonna say Spaceballs because Spaceballs is on here. Spaceballs is on the list. Yes. All right, yes. All right, so I'm Mel four. Brooks. If I could get a sequel to any Mel Brooks movie, yeah. I would want it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he's teased a couple of films, right? Remember, we, History of the World was supposed to have a sequel because that was History <laughs> yeah. of the World Part 1. Yeah, he named it Part 1, and they teased Part 2. And Part 2 was like, Hitler on ice, coming soon. Has uh, has he ever done a Part 2 to uh, anything he's done? I don't I, think he yeah, has. I think you're right. Yeah, I, nothing comes to mind. I think so. And he, so. Yeah, and he teased the Spaceballs one, too. At least, uh, I guess, Yogurt teased it, right? Something about maybe Yogurt teased it. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, and space. Been, yeah. Spaceball Two is the the search for more money. That's what he <laughs> said it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, but he's still talking about. Well, I should say he's still, still talking about it. Yeah, still it's been for like ten years now, and it's it's been forty years basically, and he's still thirty three years or whatever. He's still talking about it. Mm. Only one left. I'm going to say not adventures in babysitting. Not that you're not a fan, but what would that sequel be? Okay, um, so these are my choices left. I think Goonies, Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. I'm going to say Not Real Genius. I don't know what that would be. Um, Repo Man, I know you love. That's a little tricky, too. Like, what would that sequel be? Fast Times. Well, you know what? I'm going to say, shoot. (laughs) All right. This is how it feels to be you when I do this to you? (laughs) Yeah. This is awful. Exactly. (laughs) You taught me my lesson. All right. I am going to say Goonies. That is correct. Yes! Five Ah! for five. I can't believe it. I was so nervous. Goonies. So many huge stars in that movie. Yes. Directed by Richard Donner. Mm. Made for $19 million, Pulled in $124 million. Holy cow. How did you not make a sequel like the next summer? Yeah, and I don't even remember there being talk about that at the they time. They never even, mm. never even brought it up. Yeah, and unfortunately, like we said, we heard, we, we heard some clamoring that there may be a sequel with the oh, stars are now the parents, or maybe the parents go on an adventure again. Yeah. But now we're getting some kind of weird TV show that's about kids that are not related to them that are reenacting the movie. Or yeah. I, I don't know. It's a bad uh, They're like YouTubers or something. Yeah. I don't know what this is going to be. But Can I just make one aside? Oh, sure. When Remo Williams came out, that was called the Remo Williams The Adventure Begins, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That was another one that I thought would be a cool sequel. We never got that yeah. one either. That was a great movie. Yeah. Fred Ward. We couldn't have Joel Gray play, play an Asian man now. That, would, that wouldn't fly. And plus, Joel Gray's in his 80s or something now. Ray's rolling his eyes at me. But Well, well we would have got that sequel in the 80s. So oh, oh you're right. All right. So Joel Gray definitely would have been in it then. You can, you can check that right off the list. That's right. Scratch that. Joel Gray's definitely in it, and he's definitely yeah. young enough. Yeah, that was a bummer. I, I really enjoyed that movie. So now you're going to tell me what oh. the, my top five sequels are that I think are and shouldn't have been made. <laughs> I thought you just wanted me to guess the first five. All right, okay. All right, all right. I can't yeah, do this. No, the, yeah, you get all of them. All right, let's see. One, two. Oh, I, oh, I circled three already. Okay. Um, First one on this list that I think, of this list of all these movies that you said were, that, uh, that I think is most obvious is Teen Wolf 2. Correct. That movie sucked butt. Yeah, too bad. Jason for, yeah. Bateman as a boxing wolf. I don't even remember that. He was a boxing wolf? He was, uh, they recruited him at college to box in the hopes he could turn into a wolf like his cousin. Oh my good. Honestly, I think I've seen that. I saw that movie once because it was Teen Wolf and I don't, I think it was so terrible. I've never seen it a second time. I like Jason Bateman, but that movie is crap. And I like crappy movies, but not sequels. You can't do a sequel to a great movie and have it be crap. So that gets the thumbs down. So you're one for one. Man, yeah. you're you're doing great. Yeah, and that's the kind of movie that it's like once the secret's out that uh, you know Scott, the original <laughs> film, is a wolf. Like, where do you go from there? Uh, you know, like, yeah. And I hate those sequels where you just redo the thing from the first one. Yeah, that's pretty bad. So, and speaking of that, okay, let's see here. Um, mm, all right, this is getting tough. All right, this one I'm going to pick because I know you love the original, and I think it would mm-hmm. be hard for some a sequel to live up to it. And you lost all the cast, but one. Caddyshack 2. Caddyshack 2, garbage. Yes. On the list. 
you did lose Rodney and Bill mm-hmm. in that movie. And you lost all the original caddies, I believe. Yeah. Yep. I think Chevy Chase is the only person to come back. Um, Chevy is there and they brought in Aykroyd right. as the groundskeeper. And even he, I mean, I love Aykroyd, but <laughs> come on. Right. And they brought in uh, Jackie. Um, <laughs> um, oh, boy. Oh, isn't it? Hmm. Comedian. I can't remember his name. That's how good that movie was. <laughs> no, I feel I feel obliged to look it up only out of out of respect for him. Jackie Mason, of course. <laughs> Jackie Mason. Yeah, I, I agree. That was terrible. But it had it had none of the flavor of the original. Yep. Absolutely zero. That is one of those lightning in a bottle movies. And even knowing, you know, we talked a little bit about the history of how they got that thing made. They should have just counted their blessings. Like we we were lucky. The first one was a hit after a while. Yeah. It wasn't a hit. that first one wasn't a hit in the box office. But we're lucky that it is afterwards. Let's just not mess with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. This is really tough. All right. This one I think is an easy one because again, same idea. I know you love the original. We just mm-hmm. talked about it briefly in the news earlier. The sequel is so f- bonkers that Key and Peele made a sketch about how the movie was pitched, and it's probably close to the truth. Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Did not make my list. Oh, what? No! Yep. I I have three other movies that I think are worse. I can't imagine. Okay, first of all, do you like Gremlins 2? I wouldn't say it's horrible, but it ain't great. It's in that gray area for me. If you have, so you remember the thing about Gremlins 2, the only thing I remember is all of the gremlins that appear in Gremlins 2 are like each one is crazier than the last one that appears. Yeah. If you Google this, folks, we'll put it on the Facebook page, the Key and Peele sketch of the guy who's coming up with the idea for what gremlins to have in the sequel, he's encouraging people to come up with crazy ideas and they come up with a crazy thing. He's like, that's going in, that's going in. And then at the end of the sketch, it says, all of these gremlins really appeared in the movie. <laughs> that's the real joke. You think it's just a funny sketch. It's real. Yeah. So yeah, that's a terrible movie. All right, what's in that? Jeez. All right, this is trickier then. All right, so we knew Team Wolf 2. Uh, okay, okay. Revenge of the Nerds 2. Yes. That's a terrible movie. That is a horrible movie. I saw that with my buddies in high school. We were fans of the original so when the sequel came out, we were there when it opened, you know, I don't know, opening day, opening weekend, probably. Yeah. And it was, all of us agreed how it was terrible, terrible. And it has almost the entire original cast mm. and it's still garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Because they lost the magic when they, what is it, Fort Lauderdale or wherever they end yeah. up in? Somewhere, yeah, Florida. Yeah. They're on spring break. And for some reason, Ogre and those guys are down there for spring break too. And now they're, it's like, you, you, you won in the first movie. Yeah. Well, how did you guys go back to being losers all of a sudden? Well, and now Ogre's a nerd, because nerds are cool. Yeah, but it, it, they but still have a problem. Still, yeah. Yeah, they're still losers. So I don't get it. Yeah, and now Bradley Whitford was the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now we're down to two. Oh, boy. You've knocked off three of them. Hmm. Well, let's see. I know you like Airplane. I am guess Airplane 2 is so derivative, it's hard for me to say whether you think that one's sh- or not. All right, I'm going to have to just go with what I know. Again, well, I thought you would think Gremlins 2 is... All right, so it's got to be than Gremlins 2. I know I'm saying a lot. There's a lot of beeping. <laughs> just leave them all in. I'm like, I think, I've been thinking about this lately. I think it's funnier when it beeps, bleeps, because it's like when we watched TV as a kid, you know? Well, you know, you bleep out 
just things I say so that it sounds like I'm using bad words. I did that last week, yeah. You do that do that. I, delete, I bleeped out when you said poop once. Yeah, you did. It was funnier, though. <laughs> it was much funnier, I think. It was. All right, I'm, so I'm just going to have to go with what I know to be bad movies and hope that maybe we agree in these sense. Crocodile Dundee 2. Yes. Yes. The magic of the first one, yes. completely gone by the time they made the second one. No longer cared what this guy was up to yeah. in the second one. Yeah, I feel like almost he didn't care either. <laughs> Paul Hogan. <laughs> yeah, the character had lost its appeal. Now, is that the one where he's in L.A.? Um, was that the one that came out in like the 1990s or 2000s? He, he went back again for like a third movie. God, did he? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Crocodile 2 is he takes her to Australia. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he's in L.A. the first time because he's, like, showing people the knife and stuff like that. I, I don't remember. He's the fish out of water story. Yeah. And now he's, yeah, the second one, he's in Australia. And it's, like, a great a movie about an Australian in Australia. Yeah. Uh, I'm super pumped for that. There was this phenomenon in America where, and maybe it was the world, but we were fascinated with Australians. There were so many... You know, Paul Hogan's show, I remember catching on, you know, like local (laughs) TV or something. And, you know, the shrimp on the Barbie thing. Shrimp on the Barbie. We had that Energizer guy. Remember? Oi! Yeah. He was some Australian uh, comedian, I think. Uh, (laughs) Paul Hogan, of course. I feel like there was, oh, oh, well, Mel Gibson. Huge star in the 80s. Yeah, he was a pretty big star in the 80s. All right. So do I just have one more guess and then you're just going to tell me what the other one yeah, was? I'll give I... you one more guess since you've already got one X against you. Okay. Huh. This is, this is, all right. I'm just going to think of a movie that you thought was bad. Um, I'm going to say Poltergeist 2. It's a bad movie, but it's not as bad as Airplane 2. Oh, see, dang it. See, Airplane 2 is basically like the first one, right? I mean, it's. Without as many hilarious jokes. Yeah. Is it, well, yeah. They're so similar, I guess they're just... That's a... Well, that's the one where they go to the moon. Oh, oh, right. It's a space shuttle. Right, right, right. So it's just, it's just stupid. Right. And it doesn't have... Like I said, the, the jokes in the, the first one are way better. The comedic timing's way better. The second one is just like a... Let's do the cash grab. Mm. Yeah. See, again, it's one of those things that, but I remember a lot of the scenes were almost like shot for shot recreations of funny moments from the beginning, right? The shuttle crashes into like an airport, like the plane crashed into an airport or something. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of bleed over into it. It's a bad movie. Yeah. That's a shame. This should be super easy though. The top five sequels that were better than the original. Okay. All right. Now, yeah. So there's, I'm going to tell you right now, there's one on here that I know you, you are going to say. It ain't on the list. All right. Oh, that I think it's a better sequel that's not on yeah, the list? I, I absolutely know you think it's a better sequel. Mm. Oh. But I, it's not on my list. Huh. Okay. It's a, This is a trick. Hmm. This is to confuse you even more than you already are. Yeah. Hmm. I'm definitely confused. <laughs> uh, and I feel like one of the, I feel like there's another one here that's on here as a trick because you know that I like this movie a lot. Hmm. There's not that many on this list, so I'm just going to read them out here. Halloween 3, mm-hmm. Ghoulies 2, Friday the 13th 2, Aliens, Terminator 2, Evil Dead 2, Star Trek 2. All right, I'm going to go with the most obvious one. Evil Dead 2. You love that movie. Ding. That's a winner, winner, chicken dinner right there. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I agree with you. For the most part, what happened was uh, he, he he got more money, right? Sam Raimi got more money to make the... yeah essentially yeah, make his college film over again or his indie film over again. Originally, it was going to be the Army of Darkness movie, 
but then it got postponed mm. because he went to make a different movie. And when they came back, they decided to just do the Evil Dead a second time, and then mm. eventually got the Army of Darkness. Mm. I, I lo- actually, I love even though it's a totally different vibe. I love Army of Darkness maybe more than Evil Dead Two. I mean, it's not; it's more of a comedy than a horror. Yeah, but, but they're so fantastic. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Hmm. Now, I mentioned this earlier, so you have on here Terminator 2, so it's technically not an 80s film itself, but it's a sequel to an 80s film, so it, it's, I don't know if that's the trick. You're not tricking me that by the year, you're tricking me by the, oh, <laughs> I've never played poker with Ray, mostly because I, I don't play poker, but Ray doesn't play poker either, and I see nope. why maybe, because he doesn't have a good poker face. So, all right, I'm, all right, I'm going to stick with, again, what I think is pretty obvious, Aliens. Correct. Aliens, much better than the original. Yeah, that's yeah. They just stepped up the whole franchise. Afterwards, the movies became increasingly worse. But yeah, but that one that's got Bill, got Bill Paxton in there. Who's got Bill Paxton with some of the best one-liners of any <laughs> sci-fi movie of all time. Yeah, I don't know what his relationship with was James Cameron, but James Cameron so often stuck him in a film and gave him like a great memorable scene or line. Uh, and that's definitely yeah. one of them. They were drinking buddies, probably. It had to be, right? I mean, it, yeah. I don't know if the first one was his his small appearance in Terminator, the first Terminator, where he's like a punker. Yeah, he's like a punk rocker. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Aliens is great. I love Aliens. Um, dang it. See, all right. Now, I think the trick is Star Trek 2. Star Trek 2 is definitely, a, wait a second, but it is really a better sequel. I know you like Star Trek, and I know you like Kirk. All right, I'm going to say Star Trek 2 is on the list. Khan is on the list. Yes. Wrath of Khan. How can you go wrong with that yes. one? Ricardo Montabond. Mm. Corin- what he used to those commercials for Corinthian leather. What was that? I think he oh. he used that line when he was on the spaceship. Oh. <laughs> when they were flying around, he said something like, uh, oh, my captain's chair is such rich Corinthian <laughs> leather. <laughs> he, he used to advertise something where he would say that. He, was probably, yeah, he probably I got did. paid to do that. <laughs> it was like the Coke in Marty's... Uh, it could be. Time machine. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great sequel. And it was easy for it to be better than the first one because the first one is terrible. It's just horrible. Well, the original made $139 million. Khan only did 97. That's insane. Well But Khan Khan was on a budget of twelve million. They spent forty four million making the original one. I can't imagine they made Khan on twelve million. Well, I do They did. They did reuse some like special effects from like uh I think from the first film and Maybe the TV show. There was a big fight. That's the big fight with Roddenberry. Mm. He went so far over budget on the first one oh. that they kicked him out of the second movie. Ah, so he really didn't have anything to do with it, and they cut the budget down. I said, "You guys, you can't spend mm. this. You can't spend forty-four million again. Mm. That's crazy." I, I guess it doesn't surprise me. The first one probably did well on the name because it, it. We hadn't seen any new Star Trek anything since the show went off the air in the sixties. We had the cartoon, you know, and that was also, again, probably what, 10 or 20 years before that. And then, so that got a lot of money. But then the second one, Khan didn't do well in the box office because people were burned by the first one. They're like, this, this is what's going on? These movies are terrible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a great one. All right. All right. So let's see. Aliens, Evil Dead, and, and Star Trek. All right. So I've got, um, hmm. Um, you see, I'm getting down to the horror movies, and that's where it's going to get hard for me. You know that. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what I remember about these movies. Halloween 3. Now, are you allowed to answer this? <laughs> I can Halloween answer anything. Three. Is that I'll, Season I'll, of the Witch? That is Season of the Witch. Then that's one. That's definitely one. That is on my list as one of my f- yes. favoritest top five better re- remove, uh, redo <laughs> movies. What are we talking what about today? I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to yep. scribble it out and you talk at the same time. Talking. 
Never write and talk at the same time because you sound stupid. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Fantastic movie. Yeah. The only movie in the series to not have Michael Myers in it. Yeah. A bold choice to go with that. Right. And I think it paid off. Yeah. I, I agree with you about that, too. <laughs> Unfortunately, the box office said different. <laughs> I think every other movie in that made more money than that, but I don't care. Yeah. I, I, I give them points for being bold. Yeah. And that's, that's when they were thinking they were going to make like an anthology series, right? Like every Halloween would be a different creepy story related to Halloween somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Because they thought they they were you know, done with the Michael Myers timeline. Yeah. I mean, he was dead again. They, they, <laughs> right. And yeah, they were like, uh, we can get out of this yeah. and just keep going. Yeah. And the people were like, no, we want our slasher movies again. Mm. That movie was so good and creepy too. Mm-hmm. That song still sticks on my head and comes back every Halloween when mm-hmm. I do the countdown to Halloween. Nice. All right. Only, only one left. All right. So Terminator 2 is definitely a better sequel. But based on Ray's expression when I brought it up earlier, <laughs> and the fact that I've got two two horror movies left. And remember, this is based off my opinion. And it's Ray's opinion. All right, another question. Is Friday yeah. the 13th part two when we first see the hockey mask? No. That's, okay, I didn't think so. That's even that's after three. that. That's three. Yeah, okay. That's that's three. I'm thinking that's not one, but I can't imagine you think Ghoulies 2 is, oh wait, this is just that it's better than the original. Mm-hmm. Okay, it doesn't necessarily mean the movie itself is good. <laughs> because <laughs> uh i mean ghoulies that knockoff of one of the many knockoffs of gremlins kind of it's not a knockoff those movies are made at the exact same time mm. there was actually a lawsuit involved in that is that right all right yeah mm. <laughs> just based on the fact that you seem to know so much about ghoulies too <laughs> i'm going with ghoulies too it is ghoulies too oh i love God. that movie um wasp Scream Until You Like It does oh, the song in the movie. That's one of my enough. all-time favorite bands. Yes, where you learned about love. Yeah, you learn how to talk to a woman from listening yes. to Wasp. And we told us that. Um, takes place at the carnival. Oh. And who doesn't love a carnival, man? Yeah, especially for a the, horror movie, yeah. Yeah, the first one takes place in the creepy old house with the crappy mm-hmm. effects, and yes. he does the magic in the basement. But the second one, you're at the carnival, you've got Wasp, you've got circus freaks all over the place. Wow, I don't remember Ghoulies 2. Maybe I never saw Ghoulies 2. Hmm, you probably did. I'm pretty sure now, I did. I think Friday the 13th Part 2 is fantastic, yeah. but the first one's also really good. Right. So so that's why I had to put Ghoulies 2 above that. that that's what I was figuring, because that, yeah, the, that original would be hard to beat, at least by the second yeah. movie anyway. Yeah. There may be some later in the series that you'd feel maybe were better. Uh, one, two, three are my favorites. And then eight is good. That's he goes to Manhattan, <laughs> right? He takes Manhattan the same year that yeah. the Muppets take Manhattan. Yes, and we never got that uh, sequel. That that mashup that would have been the thing. That would have been amazing. He's killing puppets all over New York. <laughs> Wait, maybe the puppets are killing, or the puppets. Wait are a second. Killing. Do we have another opportunity for a puppet movie coming out? I think so. We could still get that mashup. Man, I tell you what, a Friday the 13th puppet movie could be so good. <laughs> and terrifying. And terrifying. Mm. So that sums up what uh, what that was all about. <laughs> <laughs> so the good news is uh, we didn't get some of the sequels we wanted. We got some ones that we didn't didn't want. 
But this year we're getting some of the sequels, you know, maybe we didn't know we wanted, but are excited to get. Most importantly, Bill and Ted, which just comes mm-hmm. out in a few weeks. And if that's the only sequel we get to see this year, I'll be fine with that. Yeah, I'm totally cool if that's the only one we get. But, you know, it looks like next year we've got Ghostbusters and Top Gun to look forward to. Yeah. And, hey, I wasn't looking for another Ghostbusters. I was definitely not looking for another Top Gun movie, but after seeing those trailers, I'm pretty excited about it, So, Well, that's what trailers do. They get your hopes up. Mm. All right. Well, so, should I ask then, you something? Then, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to do it. Just going to do it if I don't ask you. I'm just going to do it. You don't even have to ask on this one. Okay, sure. I think we have proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. Wow, I didn't even ask any questions. That you could not have this conversation yep. about the movies from any other decade. Huh. Now, now I got to think about, what do we talk about? <laughs> Wait, this conversation about any other decade, that there would be sequels that would even top the originals. That's for sure. Because the 80s would definitely do that. That they'd mm-hmm. also give us sequels. Yeah. And movies that we and we never got a sequel to. Yes. All right. I don't remember exactly what we talked about today, but I'm going to agree with you because you're the, the you know you're the definitive answer on whether we're doing anything with this episode to episode. I think we're winning. <laughs> Eventually, we're going to get a tote board up, and we're going to see all those W's. You know yeah. in that column there. I don't think we have any losses. Maybe there's one. I can't recall offhand. That's how insignificant it is. It's just like uh, Ghoulies Two to me. I can't remember it. I think you better go watch it. All right. I'll do that right now. Cool. All right. Hey, we will talk to you next time on The Idiots. See ya. See ya.